from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? And welcome back. This is the podcast for New Orleans Saints and New Orleans Pelicans fans, and we're happy to start season number two with you here today. I'm Sean Kelly. Daniel Salerson, as always, is our producer here from the newly renovated Studio B for our second season of the Black and Blue Report. We've had a busy offseason, haven't we, folks? There have been a lot of things to track with the Saints and the Pelicans. We'll kind of ease you back into things here as we start up this week. But uh, this will be the start of our new routine again, just like last year throughout the football and basketball seasons. We'll come to you weekdays with a podcast designed specifically for fans of the black and uh, gold and, of course, the uh, blue and red and gold of the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll talk Summer League uh, this week for sure as the Pelicans have wrapped up that piece of their schedule. And now we await the start or the uh, or we await the arrival, rather, of the NBA schedule, which will happen in about probably mm, maybe even less than 10 days. So that'll be nice. Jim Eichenhofer is uh, scheduled to be with us this week. He, of course, is the senior writer for Pelicans.com. He'll help us get up to speed. We'll talk some more NBA later on today in this podcast with Bill Winnington of the Chicago Bulls. Football is primarily on our minds, though, as the New Orleans Saints travel to West Virginia and the Greenbrier Resort this week to finally begin training camp 2014. And we'll kind of get a state-of-the-team address from Saints and Pelicans President Dennis Lasha on the show today. And John DeShazer will stop by and help us start to set the scene at the Greenbrier. He arrived yesterday and is on the ground full go today. And I'll be there tomorrow, and this show will originate from training camp and the Greenbrier Resort starting on Wednesday. So we're going to hit the ground running here as we start Season 2. And again, help us spread the word, won't you? Of course, it's easily found at NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, both of the team apps now, and of course on iTunes, where we saw tremendous numbers from you all last year. I think that you all have uh, embraced No Appointment Radio and a little thing we do here from Studio B. For Daniel, I'm Sean. We're excited to have you back, and we'll get started with Dennis Lawship next. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King.
there's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report here as we have kicked off season number two of this uh, podcast. And uh, we were graced in season number one quite a bit by Dennis Lasha, president of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. Fitting that we should probably begin our second season with some thoughts from you and you and I are visiting here on tape from the NBA summer meetings in Las Vegas. But uh, you're kind of intersected by uh, two things here, the kickoff to the NBA, I guess, schedule, and yet the Saints are getting ready to fire things up later on in the week, too. So, first of all, good to see you, and I hope that the offseason has treated you pretty well. Well, great to be back, and real excited about your second year. Congratulations on your first. Did an outstanding job that first year. I know a lot of our fans have really enjoyed the show, so thanks for that. Um, but, yeah, it's really an exciting time of the year for us. Um, you know, we uh, we kind of go from what is a very short off season to really full blast right away. But uh, it, it, this has been a very very productive off season, both on the basketball and the football front, and uh, we're ready to get the season started. It was just days ago that Omer Ashik was introduced as as one of the newest Pelicans. It's been a very busy time for Mickey Loomis and Dell Dumps and his staff. What are your thoughts on on what's transpired? I guess really since the start of the from the NBA draft forward. Sure. Well, and look, it's been busy, busy for Mickey, too, with the Jimmy Graham signing as well. And uh, But, but you know, there is a commitment um, by both these organizations to, to really win championships. And, and we, need, we need to get better at, on every step we, that we take. And, uh, you know, I think Dell and, and, and uh, Mickey and Monty as well have done a, a really good job this offseason, you know, building for next year. We're really excited about next year. Let's hope we have a very healthy and uh, prosperous team next year, and, and we look forward to you know being a contender. Fans ask me all the time, Dennis, about what is that communication like from Mr. and Mrs. Benson down through you to those folks that are building those rosters. Is it a loose conversation? Is it very um, detailed? How does that work as far as taking that desire from ownership to win championships and then, I guess, giving them resources to do so? Sure, that's a good question. You know, Mr. Benson really, you know, sits down with Mickey and I pretty regularly and, and talks about the direction that we're headed as an organization, both on and on the field, on the court, and off the field, and off the court. And, um, you know, we keep him really informed. You know, I'm mostly focused, obviously, on many of the business aspects. It, it, and Mickey is one who's, you know, very focused on you know, the, both of the rosters. And, um, you know, Mickey has a long-term plan both on the basketball side and the football side. He shares that regularly with, with Mr. Benson and me as well. And, um, and, um, and, he, and, and he executes that. And I, I think the communication between Mr. Benson and both Mickey and I um, could, could not be better, to be perfectly honest with you. On the basketball side, um, obviously last season's plans were derailed by just an inordinate amount of injuries. Does that almost place a, a higher sense of urgency on, on, on this upcoming season, or do you separate the two? 
You know, I mean, look, the bottom line is we want to win, we want to contend, and we want to bring an NBA championship to New Orleans. Obviously, we had some bad luck with injuries last year. Hopefully, you know, we've taken steps to, to prevent those types of injuries and, and, and heal in the offseason and do, and do all those types of things. But, look, we're, we're you know, singularly focused on, on winning uh, for both organizations, and, um, and hopefully that's what we'll see for both teams this year. Let's talk about the, uh, the place we're in right now, which is Las Vegas and the NBA summer meetings. I know... The Board of Governors have convened here as well. What, what would you say is, I mean, I think the, the, the Donald Sterling Clippers situation is, is high profile, but what other orders of business have to be in front of the league right now? Well, I, you know, it, it's, it's funny. Um, you know, you can talk about the high profile issues of the day. Um, I, I think regardless of what league you're in, you're always going to have high profile issues. Um, but really it's, it's the day-to-day grind and day-to-day, um, you know, base hits, if you will, that, that win, uh, win the games, or layups, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but really, I, I think what we're seeing at a macro level is the same, in the NBA is what we, what we, our challenge at a micro level being in New Orleans, and that, and that basically is, is getting people um, really interested in, in basketball, whether that's at, a, um, at the youth level or high school level or a young professional level, all the way up to senior level. Um, we have to make sure we're doing everything that we can do to deliver um, a really good game, a really good product, and, and people respond to that. And, and that, that's our challenge as a league. That's our challenge as a team. And you know, that's that's the fight that we that we uh, face uh, day in and day out. Allow me to turn your attention back to football. I think I think the city is chomping at the bit. You know, it's that. It's that time of year where they're counting days and hours until just even a practice, let alone a game. Um, the monumental task of training in, in West Virginia, Greenbrier. Perhaps thoughts on that and perhaps a thought or two about what lies ahead for the fans to see their football team. Sure, sure. Um, well, we're in you know full gear as it relates to packing up and heading to West Virginia. We've, we've had uh, folks up there. Um, you know, as, as early as a couple weeks ago, um, we've had our facility guys up there, both looking at the facilities, but the grounds, you know, the practice facility, practice fields, all those types of things. You know, it's a lot of new construction, new fields going in, and so we've been very involved with that, and we feel real confident uh, about the uh, facilities when we get there. Um, but as you said, um, you know, everyone is is focused on heading up to West Virginia. You know, and everyone has um, um, a role to play. You know. The one thing that I can say that you know gets overlooked, I say this all the time, is that one of the reasons why we won the Super Bowl, when we won the Super Bowl, um, is because of our preparation we had in in evacuations for our city with hurricanes. You know, we we were up there, you know, basically set up shop full two days quicker than our opponent did when we went to the Super Bowl, and that all is a testament to our preparation and what we've done with regards to, like I said, hurricane. Um, preparation, awareness, and evacuation. So we're pretty good at this. This is something that um, you know we take a lot of pride in. Is when we're up there, we'll be ready to rock and roll. Now, having said that, with regards to our fans, obviously the practices are open in West Virginia, and you'll get a ton of coverage, um, both um, from your typical um, media outlets, but also I would I would say you know pay attention to our website and our digital platforms because we're going to give you the, the latest and greatest um, news coming uh, out of West Virginia, and then we'll be back home. Um, roughly about two and a half weeks we'll be back home and uh, all the practices will be open. We're going to have a, a, a practice on the North Shore that will be open to our fans. So, you know, we season's here. We can't wait to, to get rolling and we can't uh, wait to touch our fans. 
Dennis, you always, uh, you're always gracious enough to leave us a little nugget or two uh, at the end. I don't, I don't know since I caught you on the spur of the moment in Las Vegas, but is there anything that you can throw our fans their way uh, as far as the upcoming two seasons? Well, I don't know about that, but I'll give you a cryptic message. Okay. If you're happening to be traveling between the Louisiana and the, the, uh, the uh, Mercedes-Benz Superdome and the arena, take a look at the arena. You might see a couple different colors. Not saying what's going to happen with those colors, but just take a look at those colors because uh, uh, the process of uh, the outside of the building, painting the, or changing the color of the outside of the building has begun. All right, your streak continues. Not bad. Good to see you. Thank you very much. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Still to come here on this Black and Blue Report, Bill Winnington of the Chicago Bulls. We'll talk some NBA with him. But uh, first, uh, as promised, let's take you on up to West Virginia. And the first of many trips up there here on the Black and Blue Report. On the ground already is our own John DeShazer, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, good morning, John. Tell us, how is West Virginia treating you thus far? Oh, it's great, man. Well, technically, it's White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. I have a petition in to make it to Shazerville. we got to see how that goes <laughs> uh, in the next 25 days, which is how long, long we're scheduled to be here. But, you know, so far, so good. Very, very beautiful facility, uh, as we suspected it would be. Plush uh, surroundings. A few cosmetic things are taking place, you know, as we speak right now. Just really minor things, you know, lining the fields. The fields are still wet. You know, they've been lined, but they want to make sure they get all that down pat and some siding around the fields and, you know, a couple of, you know, paint jobs to do on the inside of the facility. But for the most part, largely, everything is done, you know, field-wise, weight-wise, all those things. So, you know, it's ready to be, you know, it's, it's ready to be moved into. Go into detail for me. How many fields are we talking about? Is the, is the, what, what's in this building that we're hearing about? You know, give me the layout, I guess. Well, we've got three practice fields, two on the upper level, one on the lower. And if any Saints fans ever ventured to, uh, to training camp in Millsaps, they'll understand the upper-lower kind of concept. But this is a situation where you can't really walk to the lower – well, you, you have to walk to the lower field, but it's, it's a, a little bit of a logistical challenge to get there. But the lower field actually is field turf. It will generally only be used in the event that the upper field probably needs a little bit of a rest from working out or from a rain standpoint. There, you know, there is no indoor facility for them to practice in case of rain. They'll do it on the lower field, which is field turf. And so you have the three fields, very nice. Um, there will be, you know, bleachers installed on a hill behind the field. 
There are sponsorship tents also inside the facility. Uh, it's the uh, Advocare Performance Center at, sponsored by Advocare. Advocare. Um, you have the weight room in there. You have um, you know, the, uh, the, the rehabilitation rooms in there. Uh, you have the locker rooms in there, which are extremely nice. Um, everything you could possibly want is inside that building. The coaches' offices will also be in there. Mr. and Mrs. Benson will have their offices in there. It will be run pretty much as you would have the Saints training facility on Airline Drive run, you know, the same way all the personnel will be here and all the amenities will be here, Some maybe somewhat on a smaller scale in some instances. For instance, you're familiar with the cafeteria. It's not quite as large as that cafeteria, but it will obviously accommodate the players and coaches and the media who are invited to do so also. But, again, for the most part, I mean, it is an extremely nice place. All the meeting rooms are labeled in there, and they're ready ready for use. You know, again, the, the major, major things that have to happen are, you know, finishing up some walls here and there and installing a little bit of furniture. But for the most part, you know, it, it's done. It's ready, to, it's ready to be used. You know, you mentioned the uh, lack of an indoor facility with this setup, and while that's a, a beat-the-heat tool in Metairie, uh, one of the things that Sean Payton had talked about about going to Greenbrier was the weather. So I guess the need for an indoor, indoor facility other than dry during rain um, is the weather conducive to training, as Coach Payton had mentioned. Well, I looked at the month ahead forecast because, you know, I'm kind of, a, you know, that kind of person. So, you know, the highs are supposed to be in the low 80s. The lows, the high 50s, you know, low 60s. Uh, it's supposed to rain a decent amount these next four or five days, but for the most part, I think the long-term forecast is for no rain. So, with the, with no humidity and 80 degrees, it's it's pretty much exactly what you want from a football standpoint. And I think you know, obviously, as you mentioned, that was one of the attractive issues for the Saints to be able to do so outside because you, a lot of times you can't get work done in Metairie, even if there's no rain because it's so hot. You can't expose your players to that for extended periods of time. Whereas here. They had the morning practice. They had the afternoon walkthrough. You can do all of that stuff outside. And if it does rain, and you know, unless it's you know a torrential downpour and there's lightning, you should be able to get your work done outside. John DeShazer with us here on the Black and Blue Report. John and the uh, first, uh, I guess, crew got there yesterday. Uh, John, just as in your in your interactions with people either around town or on the resort, um, is there a feeling that they're excited about the Saints coming? Yeah, they're pretty bubbly about it. I mean, it's the first ever training camp here in West Virginia, and obviously it's something that you know these these residents haven't been exposed to having an NFL team here. Now, how much actual contact they'll be able to make, obviously you'll have the autograph sessions after practice and those kinds of things. But, you know, if, if you're a community that has not had this kind of uh, athletic excitement in it before and you've never had an NFL team there, you've never been exposed to this kind of thing, it should be pretty pretty well attended from what I'm understanding. In fact, they, they say it's going to be packed. They're expecting attendance to be extremely high here at the Greenbrier. So we'll see what happens. But for the most part, I mean, I, I can imagine there wouldn't be a huge jump in excitement and a lot of activity going around town. Yeah, I, you know, this is also a facility that hosts the PGA Tour every July. So, I mean, I think they're probably used to pulling off a big event. You know, I, I think this is probably even on a smaller scale than a PGA Tour event. Exactly. I mean, because, you know, you, as you mentioned, you've been to PGA Tour events, you've seen them, and they, those are huge productions. Now, granted, they're only, you know, four or five day productions, but those are huge productions. Well, this is, you know, a huge production that's going to be, you know, 20 plus days, but, you know, a lot of it, you know, again, you know, they're accustomed to handling big events. 
so this is nothing. I, I guess the, the biggest thing was the, con, the construction of the facility. You know, I, I heard it took about, you know, roughly 50 days or so to do this whole wondrous work that they've done here in terms of the facility and the grounds. So really impressive. I mean, in a short amount of time, it, it really is impressive. I know we saw some pictures of the Greenbrier and the incomplete field when they had the, the um, Greenbrier Classic here. They showed it on TV. And now it's complete, and it, you know the, the view of the lower field from the upper field is extremely impressive. From the highway, it's extremely impressive. From any angle you look at it, you know when you've got the mountains in the background, and you know all these, you know these scenic looks, it's extremely impressive. That's all, that's outstanding. All right, so you're on the ground there. I'll be there tomorrow. Um, Black and Blue Report will start originating from the Greenbrier on Wednesday. Uh, but John, as far as fans wanting to get something. I guess out of you specifically. Um, when will we start to see your coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com? Well, we're going to have a little something this afternoon, just going around town, kind of getting you know getting a little bit of a feel from the from the people here and allowing them to express you know how excited they actually are with the team coming here. But we're probably not going to hit it full stride until until about Thursday and Friday. You know, the players report on Thursday. They go through their conditioning drills. But there will also be some access coaching and and, um, and general manager-wise. Coach Sean Payton and general manager Mickey Loomis will have an access on Wednesday afternoon. So we will probably begin in earnest, you know, Wednesday evening, Thursday morning. And we'll have, you know, your, yourself and myself will be uh, together for the uh, morning reports and the afternoon wraps. So folks can have us on, on NewOrleansSaints.com as much as they can stand. Looking forward to it. i got to finish packing a bag today, but then I'll be up there to see you tomorrow afternoon, sir. Well, my friend packed uh, warmly for the evenings, although it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, even though it was like 59 the wind was blowing last night. wasn't too bad, and you get accustomed to it. And, you know, I know they said the high was going to be 82. I can tell you right now from standing outside, the sun out right now, that's a lie. It's higher than 82, but <laughs> there isn't any humidity. <laughs> there is a little bit of a breeze going, so it really isn't bad. It probably would help if I took the jacket off, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Well, very good. I'll get some uh, hoodies and uh, long sleeve T-shirts and camp gear together, and uh, I'll see you there tomorrow, my friend. Take care. Well, looking forward to it, my friend. All right. John DeShazer with us from the Greenbrier side of the 2014 New Orleans Saints training camp. All right. When we come back, our final guest here on this Monday, our first show of this new season, Bill Wennington, NBA champion and analyst for the Chicago Bulls, next. all across Louisiana with cash jackpot starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. 
Back here in Studio B, want to turn our attention to NBA uh, news and notes in just a moment. By the way, tomorrow, Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com will be on to talk about uh, the New Orleans Pelicans offseason uh, update, I guess, and then a wrap-up of the Summer League out in Las Vegas. But today, Bill Winnington, I visited him with him last week in Las Vegas, as a matter of fact. He's currently the radio analyst for the Chicago Bulls radio network, but of course you know him as a three-time NBA champion with the Bulls back in the 90s. He's also, by the way, you may not know this, an Italian league champion. That was back in 1993. Canadian-born Bill Winnington now calls Chicago home. He's one of the best radio analysts in the business, and we talked to him about the Eastern Conference, LeBron James, the Chicago Bulls, and more when we sat down with him just last week. First of all, I hope the summer's treated you well, and, I, and I'm sure it's a summer that you found, I don't know, have you found it intriguing at least as far as the NBA offseason calendar? I'm going to be very honest. The beginning of the summer with all the free agents and, and the LeBron ordeal, I was getting tired of it. I was waiting for a decision. I just wanted it to be over. And I'm going to be honest, I was on the East Coast, and uh, we lost power for three days. And I actually lost cell towers, so I had no cell phone for a day and a half. It was actually kind of nice not to feel like I had to go and read it right away. I mean, you wanted to know, obviously, some big decisions made and uh, with the change with LeBron going back to Cleveland. It, it is intriguing. You did want to know, and it did draw your attention to it every day. But I found myself every night going to bed, checking my Twitter feed. Did it happen? Oh, my goodness. I wish it was over so I could kind of just go back to my regular routine. But uh, it does really change a lot in the Eastern Conference right now with LeBron leaving, uh, going into Cleveland, and, and the other Carmelo re-signing in New York, and then even Chris Bosh in Miami getting a big contract. So a lot of things are happening. You talk about the decision that LeBron James had to make, and then, then it's kind of almost its downhill impact on the whole process. I know it's rare because James is not making this decision every season, but I guess my question would be, does the NBA have this right right now with the way it's laid out with the moratorium and all that did was this just one of those it's just the LeBron year and we all have to go through this obnoxious process or does that overall process need to be tweaked a little bit I don't know how much you can you can tweak it I think a player has a right to go where he wants to go and make a decision that he feels is best for him uh, the timing of everything may be changed mm -hmm. you can go collective bargaining say all right we, we need to make decisions right at the draft, move the timetable up or even move it back, whatever they feel is best. But it is it is a special thing because it was LeBron and obviously the best player in the league right now. Everyone wants to know what's going on. And then everything snowballs behind that. And he really does affect a lot of decisions that are made because you don't want to be a team that you have potential space to, to make that sign and say, well, we're not even going to try. And all of a sudden he does something, you know, because you just never know. Mm -hmm. what's going to happen and, right. and say, well, oh, he did go to Chicago. What? Oh, we had the money. We could have had him in you know, Detroit or whatever. So it's you, you do have to wait and listen and, and kind of make that play to see what's going on. Two-part question for you. Number one, the first part would be this. Did you subscribe this past season that the East was in a bad spot or was in a, in a weaker position? That's the first part. As an overall conference, you, you had to say yes because the worst teams – in the, in the NBA mm -hmm. were in the Eastern Conference, the teams with, and just record-wise, that's just the way it was. I really do think, especially earlier in the season, Indiana was playing so well, I'm making a case, but they did happen to fall apart and that really didn't help things at all. And I think there were a lot of people out there that really thought that Miami was really the only team in, in the Eastern Conference. Once Derrick Rose went down, that had 
an opportunity. And again, Derrick Rose got hurt early, didn't help the Eastern Conference. And then New York just didn't gel. And even though there was a lot going on with you know Carmelo and Hopes at the beginning of the season, it didn't happen this year. So, yeah, the teams that you thought were going to do real well, the only one that really proved to be the one at the beginning of the season was Miami, and they, and they were there, and we saw what happened in the finals. Right. Um, the second part of that question is this. Now that the major players have made moves, whether staying with their current team or moving to a new place, how has the East changed? It does, is that conversation now get reopened because of what we've seen the last couple of weeks? I think teams, I, I, everyone says, we'll start with Miami. Everyone's going to say, well, Miami's going to drop off the map. I think they're going to be still pretty good. I, are they going to be at the top five in the Eastern Commerce? I don't know. They could be if things work out. Uh, Chris Bosh is going to have to get back on his A game, being the guy, and, and can he carry that load? They're not going to disappear. They, they'll, they'll figure things out. Uh, obviously, Cleveland and I still think they're going to make more moves. They're going to try their hardest to, to get Kevin Love, whether it happens or not soon or, or later. I believe it at, at some point, if not this year, it probably is going to happen, I think, in my opinion. But they're, they're a contender whether he gets there or not. Can they gel and be that team right away? I, I don't know, but when Phil Jackson first went to L.A., it was it 15 years ago? I said, oh, it's going to take a year, but he'll do well. And lo and behold, his first year there, he changed that team, and, and they win. So... Sometimes things happen. It does click. Uh, Cleveland is a young team, uh, but it does make Cleveland, being a young team, they're going to be competitive for a few years to come now because they are so young and talented right now. Uh, yeah, I really got to believe the Bulls have made some good changes, and uh, with a healthy Derrick Rose, you got to put the Bulls right up in, in uh, championship contention or at least East, uh, Eastern Conference for sure. So there's a lot there, and it, it'll be interesting to see uh, again, how New York gels and how Phil's impact really can have with that team. And he really is good at at uh, the process of reading and understanding players and getting everybody involved and, and getting that chemistry uh, going. And I think that's that will help them a lot. You mentioned the Bulls' role in the conversation. A lot of it changes, obviously, with the Derrick Rose situation. But here in the last two weeks, the Pau Gasol situation. I'm anxious to hear what a former Bulls big man says about Pau Gasol now being in the black and red. Well, I like it. I mean, Paul Gasol's a great player, and, and it can offer so much help in many aspects. He's got an outside jump shot. He's going to be able to spread the floor uh, for draws and kicks with a big and, and occupy mostly a shot blocker. I mean, you got to get a big guy out of the out of the paint. It's something that I was doing to get Shaq out of the paint, not necessarily for me, but to open the floor up for Michael and Scotty to drive to the basket. And Paul is going to have to do it because you have to guard him because he'll make that 15, 18-foot jump shot. Uh, he's a great passer. So whether he's in a low post or on the outside, he's going to pass the ball to cutters or a low post post up if you get Joakim Noah, uh, another seven-footer posting up down low, trying to get things going. So, And you have the potential to have a, a terrific high-low uh, option where you got two bigs on the floor, and either one of them can be the high or the low. And when you got two guys that are in the, in the paint rebounding at almost seven feet tall or, or bigger, it's hard to box out. And then you throw Taj Gibson in the mix, who's really improved his game, both on the offensive end and even the defensive end, where he already was good. Uh, it's going to make things interesting. And of course, the big question, Derek. And right. if Derek comes back anywhere near where he was, you can't argue that this Bulls team is pretty good. Unbelievable. It'll be fun to watch, that's for sure. Bill, before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the San Antonio Spurs coming off now another championship. Speaking of legacies or comparisons or however you want to speak to it, I'm anxious for your thoughts because of your experience being part of the Bulls dynasty in the 90s. Are there comparisons? What's your takeaway from yet another Spurs championship? Well, 
when you mentioned the word dynasties, I think of obviously winning mm-hmm. and longevity. And right now, San Antonio has that. You look at Tim Duncan's career. You know, he's been around. He's won, he's winning every year of his career, and the championships are, are coming. And, and they got it, and they played terrific basketball. I, I'm going to be honest. You know, I'll, I'll always watch playoff basketball, but I was glued to this series, and it was just. To me, old school basketball. And if you're a young coach or a young player and you want to see how to play, you got to have talent. But when you play and execute the way they play, spread the floor, move the ball, and every, everyone says the extra pass. I say the proper pass. Because if a guy's wide open and he's a good three point shooter, give him the ball. If a guy's wide open and he cuts to the basket, there's no one there, give him the ball for a layup. That's what they did. And they just kept that Miami defense on their heels all night long, every game. It was, and it was, it was just fun to watch. And as far as Dynasty, yeah, they're, they're, they're right there. Okay. Uh, the, but I needed somebody who was a part of one to label it as such now. It is. They, I mean, and they've earned it. They've played well. They've been consistent. And they're, they're winning. You're a man of great adventures. So I do have to ask you, any more great adventures before training camp in October? I mean, uh, just a couple minor little uh, motorcycle trips that uh, I'll go out on. Nothing uh, major. Uh, I, was, I was hoping maybe to get around Lake Michigan again. It's a nice short ride you can do in a couple of days with an overnight stay uh, somewhere up in the upper peninsula of Michigan. So it's, it's fun, but nothing, nothing serious this year. I'm glad I asked. I knew you had something up your sleeve. Thanks again. All right, Sean. Thank you. All right. Back to wrap up today's show in just a moment. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. Thanks to the internet, anyone can get a show these days. All right, pretty good start today. Thanks again to Dennis Lawship, John DeShazer, Bill Winnington, Daniel Salerson, and thanks to you for listening. Hope you enjoyed our first day back into the swing of things here on the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow, I'll be traveling to uh, West Virginia to go to the Greenbrier. So Daniel Salerson is your host tomorrow from Studio B. And then starting on Wednesday, our uh, podcast will come to you from Saints Training Camp 2014 at the Greenbrier. We look forward to that, and we'll go back to some of our roots, things we did last year during training camp, and that's a lot of exclusive player interviews, insight, and wrap-ups of the day for the black and gold, and that'll take us up to, are you ready for this, the first preseason game on August the 8th. It'll be here before we know it. So tomorrow on the show, as we mentioned, Daniel hosting Jim Eichenhofer. Uh, John will be with us from the Greenbrier, and who knows... Who else will stop by? We'll see. Uh, hopefully I'll have a smooth ride up to uh, Greenbrier tomorrow, and I look forward to visiting with you on Wednesday. 
Don't forget, help us spread the word. Uh, you can always follow this show on Twitter, at Black Blue Reports, at Black Blue Report. That's where Daniel gets you the latest on who's going to be on the show and when the podcast is up each and every weekday. Of course, you can also follow me personally, at Sean Kelly Live, S-E-A-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y, live on Twitter. That'll do it for us on this Monday. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.